0: we all have to overcome adversity and I hope the, the players are angry, as angry as I am, and I hope they take that anger out in, in a positive manner against Aston Villa to go on and prove that we can still win a game of football without Andy. Great
1: start to the second half there from Downing, on oh, what a good goal for West Ham United. Delph, under pressure, dispossessed, great chance for two and it is two.
2: To the start in the second half. Hello and welcome to episode twenty of the News of Mother Brown West Ham podcast. We're back and we're back after another win. We just can't seem to stop winning at the moment. <clears throat> it's a strange feeling, but one I'm getting quite used to. Uh, joining us, <laughs> and uh, we're not in the stu- we're not in the studio this week. We're in a different different facility. Yeah. Um, With tea and coffee making facilities nearby... Which is good good news. <laughs> uh, joining us in the studio, well, not the studio, in the room. In the room, we've got James Longman, who's famous for Alan Carr's Chatty Man. <laughs> yes, probably
1: most that's- most listeners will know him from Alan Carr's Chatty yeah. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's how people how my mum refers to it. Alan Carr, Chatty Man. James Longman. <laughs> and joining
2: us as well, we've got Liam Spencer from Irons Views back for his second appearance. Yeah, cheers, guys. Great to have you back. Good to be, here. uh, and he's even even more popular and famous than he was the first time he came
3: on, yeah. Well, getting um, got past the 10,000 follower mark on Twitter the other day, so yeah. that was um, a good mark. So,
1: that should be the you can only come on if you got 10,000. <laughs> that's followers minimum. Big man yeah. got
3: 10,000 live on air. <laughs> live live on 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 air yeah. I can't be that. Are you close to any milestone that uh, we can cover live throughout the yes, episode? No, I think about 10,304, so <laughs> probably, probably
2: not. <laughs> um, excellent. All right, here's what we're going to talk about on this. This episode, uh, firstly, um, we've got a big interview coming up later in the episode. Yes, we've got Julian Dix, the Terminator Dixie, <clears throat> has uh, has done the interview uh, because he was pressured by our celebrity booker oh, peer pressure. Our celebrity booker from Girls on Sunday, Ben Shepherd. Yeah, that's all it took. He got him in a headlock. <laughs> um, so we'll talking to Julian Dix a bit later, but in the meantime, we'll be talking about the sale of Upton Park that's gone through. Um, we'll be mentioning the Villa game so that's 7 points from possible 9 which is fantastic Kevin Nolan being this amazing new player all of a sudden Um, relegation update will we get relegated what are our thoughts at this very moment in time Uh, in other West Ham news we'll talk about some Valentine's Day gifts
1: yeah Uh, The big news The big big is
2: And a pitch A pitch grown in North London I don't know what that means I'm going to tell you about that Okay (laughs) Stick around at the end of the show To find out what that means Oh and the music That was the Nolan sisters And that was Yeah the Nolan sisters At the start of the show That's a A tribute to Kevin (laughs) Super Kevin (laughs) An audio pun If you you were paying attention (laughs)
1: Because last week It was Fleetwood Mac Sweet Little Lies Yeah That me and Chris discussed And I thought it was too obscure and it had no relevance, but it did have relevance. It did have relevance. Wait, to Chico, Yeah, because he was a liar. He was
2: lying. Telling little lies. Oh. And so Mourinho Sweet was... Sweet little lies. <laughs> the best puns are always the ones you have to explain.
1: <laughs> a week They oh, right.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always need a follow-up. Um, excellent. All right. <clears throat> Let's deal with a bit of feedback. Um, another shout-out to
1: Romford. He yeah, is, he's on the mend. He's on but the mend. I uh, got a, uh, a moaning email from him today, but in the only way he knows best. He broke his sternum how'd you do that how did you do it? I don't even know He fell. He just he broke his sternum that's what I can say wow I mean this, he said it's the hardest bone in the body to break <laughs> wow Wow. Um, well thinking of you big man hope you get
2: better soon let's deal with some more feedback Danny Shea I was cracking up picturing Mark shaking his leg about that was quite an image that was a rib man with his prosthetic yeah, leg yeah his prosthetic and leg shaking
1: it actually young
2: <laughs> and they, that picture he had with um, Ray. Ray Winston holding that holding his leg I mean that okay. is that is one for the family album <coughs> um,
3: we've got Billy Dino talking about the FA Cup final. Is making me well up. It was nice. Do you listen to the Ashton Yeah, yeah. That? No, I did that. Same, same here, really, because that, that was my first season sporting West Ham, mm. and I was only about ten at the time. So I, I was sobbing for the rest of um, that month. I'd say just about <laughs> after, after that defeat. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that was a hard one to take. Yeah. Yeah. Have really? you got fond memories of Dean Ashton? There, oh yeah, so. absolutely. He's the first <coughs> sort of person I saw. and thought, wow, what guy, what hero. Um, so yeah, no, it was amazing uh, hearing him talk about sort of going through the motions because I've never heard the players actually sort of reflect on what happened that day yeah um,
2: it was interesting that I thought he said as well that um, the players were so disappointed afterwards because I would have thought certainly from a fans perspective that we were just so proud so proud of them no, like everyone stayed behind after the whistle
3: had poured them
2: well, no, I can you that imagine went...
3: what a way to lose yeah uh, so close that was it wasn't it it was the hope yeah. the hope that killed us
2: I know the other thing I forgot I wanted to ask him about but um, I forgot was Lionel Scaloni yes. who kicked the ball to Gerrard apparently he was I heard a rumour that he was crying his eyes out
0: really
1: after uh, the after in like the team hotel after well he so. was gamesmanship wasn't it? because he kicked it out to waste a bit of time and it, it turned back on us <laughs> yeah he had <laughs> to pass it back it turned back on <laughs> us did, I mean The sliding doors moments If he'd have
2: kicked that 10 yards to the right Would Gerard have been able well,
3: to I mean no, you no one expected Gerrard To score from there anyway no. though. You can't really blame it I, I don't know I think Fate was, was against us that day Because we were so close mm-hmm. to, um, to getting there But then Well we had the whole Konczeski thing as well With that the, Sort of the corner <laughs> know, Goal that really. went in and, Yeah um, We had a fair bit of luck Didn't we? We did game, yeah. But
1: then The luck only the West Ham luck isn't it? Yeah, West Ham. (laughs) It's kind of luck. (laughs) (laughs) And then you get kicked in the balls. Fortune's
2: always hiding, as they say. Jumby That goal Referring to the one Against Man City In the quarter final By Dean Ashton If it was Bergkamp They'd still be cleaning The baby batter Off of the studio Seats and table Superb stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> Baby batter Mind you That's fish and chips Tonight <laughs> uh, Paul the bubble Says he's
2: Greek By the way Maybe we discuss Whether he's, it- yeah, he's we Talking Italian it Yeah Talking Italian uh, Imagine if Dino and Bellamy Had a full season together What a shame oh, no. Yeah they would have been A good partnership uh, Happy Hammer 52 Listening to this In Inverness Airport Just before heading down For the Villa game Always upsetting Listening to Dean What a great player he was That Reading game away When him and Bellamy Tore them apart Was one of the best Final third performances I've ever seen for West Ham I can't believe that's better Than
1: Stoke at home This season <laughs>
2: <laughs> Or Palace away Or Palace away <laughs> oh, <my God>. um, <laughs> Trevor Cleaver, Dean Ashton sounded like he was in space, lots of spooky background effects. That's because it was recorded very low volume and then I had the volume <laughs> and then remo- remove the noise, which gives it this weird kind of space
1: age filter. Trevor Cleaver promised us that picture of uh, the pub in Gibraltar. He, has he delivered? No. No, uh, someone did. I thought it was something. I mean. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, someone said... Oh, I it was on yeah. Facebook. It was on the KUMB Facebook group. Someone said, oh, have a look at this. Well, the it's images were shot. from like
1: 2005.
2: <laughs> well, we want recent. We posed with a picture of today's newspaper. Just yeah. have to prove that it's still relevant. Um, Richie Rev, what's with all these complaints regarding language? Have these people never been to a game? Let's have a few more quickly. Rampton, I don't think you should be that mindful of the use of swear words at all. It really is not being that offensive. Redder64, great podcast guys. What straight, great striker Dean Ashton was. P.S. Don't worry about the language. You should hear what I'm saying when I'm watching the games at three in the morning down here in Australia.
1: Struth. I'd Struth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Putting another shrimp on the barbie.
3: Um, and all that. Well, I don't know. Let's see let's just be polite. Yeah. Oh, come on, it's a West Ham podcast. I was listening, thinking okay, <laughs> have these guys got nothing better to watch. So it's yes. only two people that have ever said anything
1: we <laughs> <laughs> really stuck to very,
2: very vocal two people. <laughs> um. Kettle Williamson, just wanted to get in touch to make sure Dublin is ticked off the list of overseas listeners if it hasn't been already. There are a fair few irons over here. Big shout out to the Upminster collective of Hammers fans. I missed the match day warm up and look thoroughly look thoroughly forward to the warm downs, happy days. Uh, look forward to the podcast to go somewhere to replace that much love banter. So um, this one's for Dublin Hammers. Go on to Dubliners. Big big shout out top of the morning to you and all that. Malarkey. Um, let's start with the big news today the club have announced that the team's home for the last 109 years has been sold to the Loughton-based property developer Galliard
3: Group. Uh, Liam, your th- immediate thoughts on this news? It, it was sort of a, a hard-hitting reality, really. I mean, yeah. I, I had no idea this was coming today. I don't know if anybody had seen it. No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. That, that's what sort of struck me. I mean, obviously, we were going to have to sell it at some point, but I didn't realise it would be about sort of two and a half years beforehand. I mean, it, it's sad, it's sad, it's losing, losing Upton Park, which has obviously sort of got s- such a legacy surrounding it, and just to, to know that we're no longer going to be the owners, is, um, it's sad. But I think, it, I, I've always been a spoiler of the Olympic Stadium, and the people taking it over sound like they've got a good idea of how to try and create that legacy, so mm-hmm. it's been softened by that a bit. Uh,
1: James, is it more real to you today? Oh, it's genuinely I felt genuinely upset when I heard it because you kind of I knew it was happening but like Liam said I didn't really it was unexpected today and like it, I it just a tweet actually it's on the front of the standard tonight and you know it's yeah. facts isn't it it's facts it's
2: almost like when you split up with a girl and then you're like oh yeah we're going to split up and then you find out she's got a new boyfriend yeah right?
1: it's like oh I well knew, that was a new I knew this was going to happen a new really old boyfriend <laughs> Um, I, yeah, it's genuinely sad about it. And I felt a bit emotional today. Um, imagine what it'll be like when we actually leave. Uh, I said to Liam, it didn't really bother
2: me today. Like, I, I just well, Obviously, it was going to be sold and I knew that. So it isn't like it's not any more real to me today. I'm not that more uh, that extra bit emotional about it. Yeah. The thing, I, I said this on Twitter as well. 75% of the gram is less than
3: 21 years old. So, I mean, what are we really mourning the loss of? Well, it's all the stuff that's happened inside that space, though. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's sort of the artificial nature it's all new but it's still every, everything that's gone on there all the history just sort of have it in writing that it's, yeah. um, we're going to be leaving it because, um, I it's miss um,
1: those guys selling the beer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'll get they'll get demolished with it <laughs> everything that's in there just gets demolished you have to
2: say they'll close, as soon as the game's over they're locking the gates and if you're still in it <laughs> yeah. you're, then your subjects are wrecking balls
1: I was hoping I was talking to someone today about this I was hoping I won't have much more chance to get that flat Overlooking the overlooking the bowling. There was a top the, left.
2: There's an article no. on the Daily Mail today about like the end of the uh, the end of the bowling ground, and uh, there's a picture of Bobby Moore. In it looked like he was in one of the flats, like overlooking the ground, and you couldn't see the whole
1: pitch.
3: No,
2: but we should still That's try. It's, it's not what on it's, it's about,
3: though, is it? It's no. just about sort of.
2: <laughs> well, maybe we do an episode of the podcast from one of those flats. Oh. It would be amazing and scary because whoever <laughs> lives there really scares me. I bet you totally. five pounds the lift smell of piss.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that so, is the most guaranteed. Um, I, yeah. It would be great to get there. Someone was tweeting, um, Cape, Cape Man Chris, I think he's in South Africa, was saying about um, his mate had a party up there once and they watched a match from up there, like 50 people, but he couldn't, <laughs> nobody could prove it. <laughs> and as a kid, I was like, that looks the like best flat in the world. Overlooking
2: the ground. Liam, uh, yeah. there's people talking on Twitter about the kind of souvenirs people might want to take away.
3: Yeah, have you thought about what you might? Want? I, I, if I can't take my seat, I'll be devastated. I mean, this is my first year I've been able to um, get a season tickets, so I'd love to um, love to have the chance. And I'm hoping they'll they'll sort of let everyone um, take their own. Yeah, the um, the turf as well would be good if you take yeah. a piece of that.
1: There's wives and girlfriends everywhere going and going don't let them take the seats where are we going to put that
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: where am I going to put that goalpost? it's
2: the same thing that I think uh, Jordan who we had on the podcast mentioned that you know he gets this lovely picture of Upton Park it's like great but what am I going to do with it it's the same yeah, with the seat yeah. yeah I really want the seat but what am I going to sort of tuck it on your side <laughs> it's going
1: in the shed isn't
2: it it's going in the shed so,
1: so talking about I'm going to tell my uh, North London Upton Park story early so Cape um, Man Chris the South African guy was telling me how after the Ipswich game, 85 he grabbed loads of turf and took it home and planted it in the garden in Stroud Green, round the corner from where I live in North London, and grew out the grass from that pitch. So essentially, that so, house round the corner... So he removed all the grass... No, he took handfuls of grass yeah. with the whatever it needs to grow, <laughs> a bit underneath, yeah. and planted it in his garden in around other grass yeah around other so grass no, and good. that grass grew out so essentially that is a, a tiny bowling pitch. <laughs> in Crouch I read that that
2: really idea that is very tenuous, <laughs> tenuous that's
1: great <laughs> and he also said he got Frank McAvenny's sock and <laughs> he planted, planted it and grew <laughs> the new Frank McAvene. it's become a stocking <laughs> but he's, that sock's got On one of so he doesn't know where but that was great I love that Imagine just a pitch and then grows their own pitch? I'm going to do it. How did he get one sock, a solitary sock? I don't know, actually. I didn't follow that bit up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's intriguing. I also get framed it. <laughs> but it's gone missing. Circa 1999.
2: Uh, circa 1990. Let's um, just last, <laughs> this this departing Upton Park thing. Um, Liam, what would you like to see be done on that last day? What kind of uh,
3: send-off? Um, I think... We want to have sort of a whole ceremony, another tribute tribute to Bobby Moore, probably mm. be in order. I'd say some sort of good presentation on the pitch and the um, the uh, big screens, just to sort of recapture everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm hoping the la- the la- it'll be the last game of the season, which will be bloody emotional. Um, but yeah, no, just some sort of thing, thing mm. tribute to see it off. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um. <laughs>
1: That's, that's what I'm taking away yeah. from that Park i over there for bidding. Um, the, how, the, the people have done Arsenal, is there, and I went up there actually to, um, to a gym that's within the, ground, the Arsenal Ground, mm. and um, they've actually done it quite well. And when you go past, a lot of old gates are there, the entrance gates, and you know, there's kind of a, the air inside which was el mm. pitch, and it does make you feel quite emotional. Mm. So, if it is going to go, well, it, it's going to go. It's actually quite a nice way to do it. It'll become like a, mm. a, a pilgrimage. Yeah.
2: <laughs> do you think you ever go back there after? Yeah,
1: definitely. But it, because that whole area's got a lot of memories for me. Because when my parents, when well, my dad used to have a shop around there, so mm. that whole area's got quite a lot. But I I don't know who's going to move in there? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not the, the best area in the world. I
2: can't. I mean, I can't. The figures being bandied around today are you saying like hundreds of
1: millions, but I heard the figure of 15 million not so long ago. Well, they they said so they, they sold it. I'm going to go see even standards here, which may be made up. So, so they sold it for, they reckon, less than 70 million.
2: I heard the figure of 15 million back when we were talking about bike going to become tenants of the Olympic Stadium that they would get, aiming to get around 15 million.
1: I'm sure David Gold said that. So, so this is my business knowledge, <laughs> which is very little, but I said... The club will raise less than 71.2 million that it's valued at in its accounts. However, when it's fully developed, it will be worth hundreds of millions of pounds. Now, I'm no (laughs) businessman, but that sounds like a great investment. (laughs) Great investment. well you pay less than 70 million, get hundreds of millions of pounds. (laughs) I don't understand how that works. <laughs> I'm a shit businessman, or uh, maybe a good one. <laughs> I should kind of business? Uh, well, the last point on this. Then, do you think you're going to cry on that on that last game? Yes, I felt really emotional today. Actually, just thinking about it, and I think I probably will. I think it's a a brilliant part of my life. It'll be greatly missed. Yeah. I think I'll be upset.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right, let's talk about the Villa game. Apart from when I plant my own grass you know, and build <laughs> so my own dream, yeah, if you uh, nicked the grass, <laughs> it probably you wouldn't do anything, would it? It would because it's not even grass. It's
3: probably some space-age. Ah, the good old shades you know, of grass. It'd be yeah. Good if they let us go on the pitch on the um. I hope the, so. The, they, they, they did that Arsenal, didn't they? They did it yeah. Arsenal. I think they. they, so they loved when a Highbury went,
2: they had a concert in the middle. The Who, oh. it wasn't the Who. That's Roger in West
1: Ham man, One man Iron fishman. Maiden.
2: There's a guy from <laughs> Iron Maiden. <laughs> <from Iron Man.
1: laughs> fishman would be back. He's deported. <laughs> <A hustle>. <laughs> <laughs> we fly him. Live list. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. And who else <laughs> it's
2: it's West End? Iron Maiden. The bassist from yeah. Iron yeah. Maiden's West End We've man. got many music fans, haven't we? Bombay Bicycle Club, a They're big West End man. Oh, big really. West End fans. I bet they know about that. We've got an in with them. They might be on the podcast very soon. Really? Yeah. Yeah, backstage
1: they've just dropped that that's an exclusive um, oh, also very quickly uh, one person said at last when we move from bowling hopefully that will get rid of the curse that's flowing around a oh, hundred years <laughs> and the hex will go with it's so, built on it's the,
2: built the on biggest a- gypsy burial
0: ground <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they always used to say that about main road didn't they they always used to say the main road that M- Man City were cursed because they were built on like a gypsy burial ground oh. And they left Main Road and look at them now. No. They've won the
1: league. That's true. That's true. So I that is. Burial for. ground. They don't bury their dead to like, <laughs> oh, they I can't get that. <laughs> get arrested. They eat them. They don't. They don't? They don't. Uh, well, yeah,
2: we don't I think so. Villa, so... Well, I haven't seen any documentary featuring <laughs> them. Um, so Villa nil... West Ham United 2, limb, another back-to-back wins. It's nice that that
3: curse, speaking of
2: curses... Finally, yeah, it's, I mean, it's,
3: it's been so long. As I said, the playoff campaign was the last time we won two games in a row. We've had so many chances to do it, and I'm saying at half-time, it was nil-nil. It was the story of the season. We'd had the chances to sort of put some goals in. Nothing had happened. I thought it was heading for another draw. And um, then finally, yeah, Kevin Nolan comes out and um, sticks in two goals within three minutes, and finally, the um, yeah, the, the run is over which mm-hmm. uh, was good because it means sort of now hopefully we can continue that and um, get back to back to back um, <laughs> I know it yeah, back
2: to back to back Un- unimaginable a few weeks ago James. I know
1: things are looking up oh, no. isn't it nice
2: <laughs> don't say that
3: do not say that also just... <laughs> we've
1: got what I found when I was doing running all to say we've got less to talk about as soon as you start doing all right, you you're like that. God, I don't, I don't think we've got anything else to talk about. What do we talk about? I no, I won't. Let's not get carried away. But it's a, It feels a lot better than it did a week and a half ago. I know. I mean, and remarkably. I was. I mean, this is.
2: I was just showing this to Liam before we started. This is the, the the odds on the next Premier League manager to be sacked. Sam Allardyce is now thirty three to one. Which places him kind of middle of the range. Uh, Renny Mullenstein's favourite, and then Gary Monk, Chris Hute, Houghton, I don't remember Paul Lambert, David Moyes, Alan Pardew, Pepe Mel, Tim Sherwood, Pochettino, all are more favoured to get sacked than Sam Allardyce now. Solskjaer, forty to one. I know, but hands man, that isn't might it? be
3: worth a bit. Hey, it might
2: mm-hmm. be worth a bit. I can't see him stand around long. Um, <clears throat> I mean, um, do you think we're uh, we're okay
1: now? Do you think we're going to do it? Well, I think we're everyone right? who's essentially sticking with Sam has been justified Mm. and I know we've spoken about it till we're blue in the face but it's been the right decision Mm. and we it's really tough isn't it because in the dark moments you don't know what to do (laughs) flailing around for answers it's been justified and good on them for it and these are good results and everyone's suddenly happy Mm. and there's a little bit of optimism that we can look up for once this season Mm. Uh, but it's a long way to go but I'm I'm Happy,
2: yeah. Um, Liam, we were talking about it just before, but you
3: once tweeted Sam out. Yeah. Um, do you regret that? Oh, now? definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the only time I've said it so far, and I, I yeah, I deeply, I feel ashamed for it. <laughs> it was, after, I think, it was after the Fulham defeat and um, yeah. Nolan being sent off. Everyone looked like they couldn't, couldn't give to um, Well, I swear, so They couldn't, couldn't be bothered um, to play anymore. And I thought, you know, oh, this is going nowhere. We need a change. Um, but ever since then, um, no, I've, I've regretted it. I'm, I'm really pleased with Sam. I mean, yeah. you've got some fans who are still slagging him off, still saying, "Oh, like he's rubbish." Mm. He's, this is just sort of run. But I, don't, I At this stage, I don't see why you wouldn't get behind the team and admit we're starting to play well. Mm. Um, but no, I'm, 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 I'm chuffed for him, for um, for, for them as well for sticking with Sam. Mm. Um, it's finally sort of showing the rest of the league that it is possible to stick with your man and yeah. do well. Um, and all those teams that have sat their manager aren't doing fantastic either no
1: I mean again Liam said about yeah. it bottom four isn't it
3: yeah the bottom four um, Fulham, Cardiff Sunderland and West Brom and West Brom mm. all, all sat manager all, all blast we, we've stuck with ours so it's finally um, yeah. paying dividends mm. uh, the
1: team are there for him aren't they there's yeah. no doubt about it we, we all questioned it after this but is that Fulham was all it was a real mm. kick in the knackers and then the uh, Newcastle yeah. at home but it's almost like I feel like the defence has come, all come back from injuries, and with that comes confidence again. Yeah. I mean, 12 is it 12 clean sheets? Yeah, 12. More than anyone else. Yeah, and that's it, crazy. But then I start to think, which is reverse, I think if only we'd bought a second striker, then <laughs> we'd, we'd be top 10, go, yeah. and we'd have never had this pain. <laughs> because we would have definitely been top 10, yeah. we'd have been thinking about pushing on.
2: Um, well, I was saying just beforehand,
3: there's a. Realistic chance We could be 10th Tomorrow maybe. Yeah It's, it's cra- crazy isn't it I mean suddenly put, put a decent run together And then if we win By sort of Two three goals And mm. results go away Which they should do Based on um, Who the other teams Are playing We could be far up Into the top half And suddenly It's looking a lot more um, A lot more rosy mm. um, which is which is good, but equally a loss and some uh, bad results around us could send us straight back down there. So Yeah,
1: that's it. And we shouldn't get we always get carried away. Yeah. Like we did like you did, Chris, at the start of the season saying we'd finish first on I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I said top one, (laughs) and that is a record. And you said we'd win the Champions League. Yeah. So still on course. We haven't ruled out Champions League qualification. Uh, So we shouldn't get carried away because Norwich is a. Mm. Every match is huge at the minute, but Norwich is a really big match. Yeah. And I feel I really feel like we owe them after. I know it's my bets noir this season, but that second half against Norwich still hurts, and I feel like we owe them. Yeah. And we should. Who knows? But we should beat them. We've got enough in the tank, I think. And.
2: Yeah. Well we'll, well, we'll close on, uh, on the
3: predictions, talking about the Norwich game. Let's
2: quickly touch on uh, Adrian. Yeah. He is
3: the biggest cult hero at the moment like. yeah he's, he's quickly becoming an absolute sort of icon of the club I, you, lo- you love you him oh I oh, I absolutely love him but I don't <laughs> really know why I don't think anyone I don't think he I, I mean he's, he's, been, he's been brilliant but yeah. to be fair Yussi kept just as many clean sheets yeah. he's sort of a good character around the club there's just something about him I don't know if it's sort of like the, his tweets after the game sort yeah. of getting fired up about I it I think it's
2: the combination of the tweets I and mean, he just interacts with the fans at matches doesn't he like, yeah. he, like he would cheer come on and say to the Bobby Moore saying like come on them.
1: Yeah, I think that helps. I also think, in a way, that he was brought in at a really bad time, like, especially he was on the receiving ends of City and yeah. Forest. Yeah, yeah. when just felt so open, but also that he put up quite a fight. I mean, we could have lost more in those matches yeah. again, so and he was still like, It'll be fine, <laughs> <laughs> and he and just want his big arms to give you a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a big smile, and he tweets, yeah. and, and he's welcoming. Um, that new um, is in America. Yeah. Taking the,
3: selfies with all our yeah. players. Yeah, good on him. Yeah,
1: good on yeah. him. And the spirit seems good. Even old um, the Italian guy, uh,
3: not Torino. I can't, can't,
1: bo- can't remember. It's not Bolivino, is it? Borriello. Borriello. Oh, did, did you see the um, the dressing room camera? And he's just going clean sheet, clean sheet, <laughs> oh, yeah. as he came off the pitch into the dressing room. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love all that. Yeah, that's the, brilliant. The, have clean you seen sheet. that yet? No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so, so, I so you done did. Done. Like I did um, the other week, and it, that you just see him coming off a pitch all pumped. Like Collins was properly pumped. Yeah. Um are <laughs> just going clean sheet, clean sheet? Like from only English, he knows. At first, at first, I thought he we was shouting, "I need a shit." <laughs> <laughs> as, <laughs> that he came, too. as he came, <laughs> off I, mean, uh, I need shit. <laughs> <laughs> a shit. Yeah, clean sheet sometimes. But they, you know. Good on them. Um,
2: I mean, this is a big Sam quote here. Uh, Andy Carroll might get over his suspension in a situation where West Ham haven't lost a game and won most of them, and Andy Carroll might end up on the bench. I oh, know. That's what uh, made me
1: laugh. That's a say. What I most about that was, uh, West Ham haven't lost a game and won most of them. <laughs> so we've got, that's just a little, uh, underneath, that's like a little uh, term and condition. We might, just win. to say, we're not going to win all of them. We might win most of them.
2: Uh, but it made me laugh. Um, Let's touch on Kevin Nolan, because he's a changed man since that sending off against Fulham then.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, just in the recent few weeks, he's come back and he's playing the captain's role. He's challenged, he's closing down every ball, he's running for the entire match, and he's starting to finish again. And what's still annoying me is why has that not been there all season? I don't understand someone like him, who's always been sort of quite an up far person, a big, sort of good, um, good leader on the pitch. Why is it only coming now? Yeah It doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me I mean I'm really happy He's finally back Because um, I thought After that red card Against Fulham That was sort of it for him I couldn't see him Coming back from that Because he looked like He'd lost it completely um, But no now I think especially To see he can score Without Carroll um, yeah. Will be a huge boost To everyone Yeah um, yeah
2: yeah I think as well Credit to Stuart Downing On Saturday Yeah, I thought He was outstanding as well He had a hand in
1: I think he's been good yeah. There's just
2: been No one on the end yeah. There's no one no. on end. I think he's I think he's a great player Yes, I was thinking like he is worth that. He is worth what we pay for him. But like, yeah. considering oh, the yeah, no, the
1: i yeah, no doubt. It's just never anyone
3: up there. <laughs> just yet yeah. with him. I mean, it's Jarvis on the wing. He's been a disappointment for me this season. I mean, I thought, I thought he did quite well um, yeah. against Villa, but towards the end of last season, I thought he was really coming into sort of that ten million price tag, yeah. showing us what we could do. Yeah. I remember there was a goal against. United Which he brilliantly beat Ferdinand again I yeah. thought oh, we've got a decent player here He's quick He's putting yeah. good balls But this season He's been nowhere near um, mm. And it's been Reliant on Downing To get sort of um, Good crosses in But it was good to see them Both playing well yeah. Against Villa yeah. um, Also
1: we should definitely Mention Matty Taylor Yeah I mean, yeah Because yeah. What a turnaround That has been We've got We've literally gone from Let's get rid of him To yeah. You know It's been a transformation He's been working His socks off he's allowing Nolan Noble to run all over the shop he's what you know he's finding himself in front of every shop um, what a turnaround yeah good yeah. on him
2: yeah I mean, he. Was, I mean, he wasn't even in the team earlier this this season,
1: was he? And he's kind well, of come in. I think everyone was pretty much like he's one of the ones we need to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. And he has properly turned it around.
2: I think we asked you, Liam before the August
3: transfer window closed to make a prediction. I think yeah. you said Matt, Ta-
2: Matt Taylor out.
3: Yeah, I know. I thought that was definitely going to happen. I mean, yeah. it looked like he was off to Leeds or something like that. Mm-hmm. But no, um, and even, I mean, even in the beginnings of the season it didn't didn't do anything special. But suddenly, he had that nightmare right back performance yeah. against um, Newcastle. Newcastle. And then after in the second half, I thought we were Better and ever since then he hasn't looked back and he's been yeah. one of my most consistent performers. Yeah, um, I think we might be slightly looking it through sort of tinted um, to the glass because he's usually quite bad and he's just <laughs> stepped up his game. Yeah. And it looks like he's doing really, but no, he, he's putting he's putting hundred percent and he's playing well. Um, so no, it's great. That's that's what we need. If everyone's giving hundred percent effort, then we're going to have some like a much better chance of um of doing well. And then you don't mind, do you? No, that's <laughs> no. what
1: we always say. You just want to see effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, one man who's not going to be making much
2: more effort for West Ham this season is Ravel Morrison because he's on loan to Queens Park Rangers. Well, who, we, in
1: fact, this isn't—is this not fact. confirmed? Not so, confirmed. So oh, okay. in a game of standard today, I was just reading up. Oh, um, I thought this was gospel. No, he might be. He might be having a, gro- a hernia operation, or he might be. Tra- they don't know with him, so uh, it seems like they don't know because he's like uh, maybe hey, he's got a niggle.
2: There's, uh, there's. T- I mean, is he just not wanting to play? Yeah, this is oh, the you question get the you have to don't ask. Don't you? Yeah. You get the
1: impression that he does. He's not into it. No. Oh, um, After he was our great white hope, wasn't he? And yeah. then he's kind of gone. Oh.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, ever ever since um, sort of some star-studded performances right at the beginning, um, he hasn't. He, even when he has played, he hasn't done that much. No, I mean, no. Gets, not in forest He played, looked really lazy, and didn't look like he was putting any um, any effort in. But I mean, today, I think the two insiders on Twitter, ex-West Ham employee and Hugh South, they're saying he's off to uh, QPR most likely. But then again, Alan Dyson said he doesn't know anything about that. So, yeah. but he never really says he knows anything about anything. So, I yeah. <laughs> don't think we can read too much into that. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Who knows? Um, it's a shame, isn't it? But maybe he'll go QPR, and you know, he'll come back next season. Yeah. Um, for the, just purely for the Christmas merchandise shots, <laughs> <laughs> the
3: new onesie model,
1: yeah. um, Modi Army. Disappeared, isn't he? Yeah, well he's back in the squad for tomorrow with yeah. Joe Cole Right um, But he's another one All These are people we've been relying on And yeah. now all of a sudden we're like Getting I'm actually not back, fussed that yeah. mm. either
3: of them aren't involved so much Yeah, yeah, yeah Because everyone else is fighting Do you think we've seen the end of Joe Cole? Um, yeah, I think so I, mean, I'm, I, I It hurts me to say it But he, yeah. just has, he hasn't lived up to the expectations we thought no. I mean, especially after that It was like the day, the second debut against United When he put in those two balls from... For Collins yeah. to, to score, and everyone was buzzing that he was back, sort of the um, the golden boy. But ever since then, apart from a few uh, good finishes here and there, he just hasn't hasn't been up to it, has he? No,
2: um, no. And it seems it seems like his chances are slowly getting a bit limited now.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he has brought in his periphery player, wasn't he? So yeah. if everyone's firing, then we don't need him. Okay. But he might step up again. There's a magic. There's a moment
3: of joke. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. yeah, definitely has to be one more. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, uh, one man who left
2: the club and then came back is Julian Dix. And here is the exclusive interview he did with the KUMB podcast a little earlier today. Our next guest absolutely qualifies for the term West Ham legend. 315 competitive games, uh, score of 64 goals, four-time Hammer of the Year. Welcome to the show, Julian Dix. Uh, First question, we've just beaten Villa away. That's two wins on the bounce now. Did you see this coming?
0: Um, if you'd have asked me three weeks ago, no. Um, I think, obviously, the, the game against Chelsea was a fantastic result, regardless of how many shots Chelsea had. Um, I, I watched the, the highlights of the game, and it looked like the players were putting their bodies on the line. And We've been missing that for, for quite a while. So, I mean, the Chelsea game would give them a lot of confidence, obviously, them beating um, Swansea. And like I said, the... the We've always done well at Villa Park, so I did, to be honest, I did think we'd we'd beat them. Um, And again, like I said, some players, well, a lot of the players put their bodies on the line again. Was there the time when you thought Big Sam might have to go? Yeah, of course. Without a shadow of a doubt, um, like I say, going back probably probably about a month ago, um, like I said, beginning of January, I thought, yeah, he, he has to go um, because the football was wasn't very good. The players didn't seem to be playing for him, um, but something's obviously triggered him into into doing something. And like I said, when you when you've got people like you, your Andy Carroll and, and Kevin Nolan playing together and playing well. That's it. We're, we're not forced, but at home we, we've always got a chance of winning. But, like I said, to go away to Villa Park and get a result is fantastic. Um, do you think, if you think we've got enough now to stay up? Do you think we're, we're on easy street for the rest of the No, we're not on easy street at all. I mean, there's, I think like the bottom ten is only about nine points between them. So, it's never safe until like it's mathematically impossible to, to go down. So, is like I said, they... they we still need results. So obviously, we got we got Norwich tomorrow. Um, again, I would expect us to go and beat Norwich. And again, like I said, if we do, we can end up going tenth or, or or something like that. So, I mean, like two or three results makes a massive, massive difference. But again, you you can't can't can go on easy street because it, it's it's so tight down there.
2: OK, well, uh, let's t- take our minds back, if we can, for a second. We've had uh, quite a few people on the podcast who, who played with you, and one of the most, the most notable uh, interview we had was with Billy Bonds, and Billy mentioned that the, t- the two of you frequently uh, kind of quarrelled. Um, what, what,
0: what were your memories of the relationship? Um, yeah, I, I would say we, we did have our arguments. Uh, we nearly come to blows. Um, but, again, I think it was just... <laughs> Well, obviously, when Billy was manager, I mean, Billy was a, like a fitness fanatic. Um, he loved his fitness work and everything else, and I hated it. Um, and I hated running, and obviously in pre-season and stuff like that, we used to do a lot, a lot of running. I, I spoke to Billy last week about it, and we had a laugh and a chuckle. Um, but I hated running, and I couldn't see the point in it. So, I mean, I didn't didn't push myself in, in the running, but when it comes to five-a-sides and, and stuff with the ball, then I was first there and last back.
2: Yeah. I mean L McClusco made that point, it said that you never seem to need a need a warm up when you were playing.
0: No, I didn't. I was I was quite lucky in that way. Um I I could just go out like I say I, I never warmed up. Um I could just go out and ping balls about and not pull any any groin strains or, or fire strains. I never had injuries like that. Um so yeah I was I was quite lucky in that way.
2: Um, we had uh, Martin Allen on as well uh, a couple of weeks ago. Martin Allen was telling the story of one the day they were playing a card game and you came onto the the coach and ripped all the cards up
0: for, for the
2: players to for
0: this. What of yeah. that incident? Um, to be honest, I used to do it quite a bit. Um, and like they like Martin could be reading papers and I'd just get his paper and rip it up and screw it up. and He'd look at me and go, oh, why did you, did you do that? Um I don't know. He's just a, it was just a bit of bad. There was nothing um, malicious because they, they were a great bunch of lads. Yeah. He, said,
2: he said there was a, like, a little click. I think it was you, Don Hutchison, John Moncur, the real kind of troublemakers. Was, was that the truth?
0: Um, yeah, I used to, used to hang around with, um, with Hutch. Um, Monks was... Never used to hang around with monks, but monks was he he, he was a good laugh and and a good person to be around. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was it was a click. I mean, to be honest, I loved all the players that I played with in that era. I mean, they were fantastic, like like with Martin and Ludo and and Tim Baker and people like that. It was we had we had a good squad.
2: Um, Martin Martin Allen said he, he really, like, he really respected you because you were that fiery player on the pitch. I mean, was there anyone else you, saw, you you played with that you saw yourself in in terms of that, you know, just never say die attitude?
0: No, I mean, um, well, apart from Billy Bonds, and unfortunately, I only played uh, probably about eight to ten games with Billy. Um, I mean, when I signed for, for West Ham, all I knew about West Ham was John and Billy Bonds. Um, and like I said, Billy's typifies the West Ham spirit, which is, is never say die and just keep going right to the end and give everything you've got. So it was, uh, I mean, if it was anybody, it would it would have been Billy.
2: Um, we, 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 we spoke to Billy um, he talked for the first time on this podcast about um, the row he had with Harry Redknapp
0: and uh, Harry Redknapp taking his job what, what? I mean I think you were there at the time what was the um, what was your reading of the situation? Well all I know is I mean I've never spoke to Billy about it um, all I know is um, what was in the papers that Harry undermined Billy um, went and seen the chairman and that was that Billy got the sack and Harry took the job that's that is all I know, and I say Billy won't speak about it, um, and, and that's it. Unfortunately.
2: Um, so, so you you left West Ham for a season, went to Liverpool, and then of course you were the scorer of the last guy in front of the cop, which is a great thing to, to be able to say. And then you came back to West Ham for a second time. How easy decision was it to come back for that second time?
0: Oh, it, it was very easy. Um, a couple of clubs come in for me. Um, one was Birmingham, but they only wanted me on loan. Um and I was like twenty five, twenty six, so I I didn't want to go on loan, I wanted to go somewhere and settle down and, and what have you. Um Tottenham come in for me, um and I said no straight away. Um but then like I said I, I found out obviously through Jamie that, that Harry wanted me back at, at West Ham. So I it basically was just waiting for for Harry in Liverpool to do a deal.
2: Did it
1: feel like you
0: hadn't missed the beat at West Ham when you rejoined? Was it straight back into the flow again? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, my first game back was against Southampton. I got booked, um, and it, it was. I mean, it's in the end of the day, West Ham's—it's got the biggest place in my heart in, in football terms. And I, said, I was there for 11 years, and the fans have been absolutely fantastic and still are. So it was—it was—it was like just coming home.
2: Um, well, in that period, one of the most famous games I think you played in was that London derby against Tottenham Hotspur in '97. when we ended up winning four three. I think you got a couple on that day. Um, yeah. That was a kind of a similar situation to now, where there was a big comeback towards the end of the season that it saw us reach safety. Um,
0: what was it? What was it like on that? On that towards, the end, towards the end of that season. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was difficult. It's never, it's never easy. Obviously fighting relegation and, and stuff like that. But, I mean, Harry bought Johnny Arts and, him, and Paul Kitson. And, I mean, they were they were a massive saviour for us. Um, because Johnny was a fantastic player. He's big and he's strong. A bit like Ian Dowie. Um, and that's what we needed. That's what we lacked. We lacked a striker to hold the ball up and, and score goals, basically. And, obviously, Johnny and Kits come in and... Again, they, they ignited our season um, and we. to be honest, we went from strength to strength, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, <clears throat> I think
2: it's the season. the season after that was
0: it when you were in So, what was
2: the extent of an injury?
0: When did, when did you start for it? Well, I'd, my first one I'd, I'd done when I was 22. Um, and We played at Bristol City um, and I'd done all my ligaments in my knee and and um, I went and seen the club surgeon at the time um, and to be honest, he totally screwed my knee up. He took all my cartilage out and it didn't need any cartilage taken out um, and he didn't repair my, my cruciates. Um, so basically, I mean, I tried to come back and play after six weeks, which was a usual cartilage um, timeout. And I lasted about five minutes, and I remember my, my physio at the time, um, John Green. He went, "You're fucked," um, and literally. And I went and seen, I went and seen another surgeon because I refused to see the club one. Um, so obviously that didn't help my relationship with Billy and things like that because it like, I said, listen, I'll pay for it myself. I don't care. I'm not going back to, to see the club doctor. So I went and seen another one called John King at the London independent. And he sat me down obviously messed with my knee. And he said exactly the same. He went, you're fucked. And to be honest, I felt literally, I felt like throwing up in his room. He said, you're going to be out for 14 months. He said, there's a 50, 50 chance, whether you're going to play again. And, I mean, to to me, that was like obviously devastating news because all I wanted to do is play football, and I was 22 at the time, so it was it was uh, it was difficult. And I remember, like, if it if it, if it wasn't for John Green and obviously John King, the surgeon, I wouldn't have made it back because there was days that I would ring John Green up and say, "Look, John." I've had enough of this, because, I mean, I was in agony. Um, he went, no, you've got to come in, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. So I'd, I would go in and, and do that, and, and John would push me, and I, was, I would call him everything, every name you can imagine, I would call him. Um, but he was there, and he stood by me, and luckily enough, I, I, worked, I was out for 14 months to the day, Um and, and come back and, and play a couple of reserve games. And I remember going into into Billy Bonds and say I'm ready. I said, he went, no, you're not. I went, no, I'm ready. He went, no, you're not. I went, Bill, I'm telling you now, I'm ready. And someone got injured and lucky enough, I, I got back in. Um, but yeah, of course, it's, it takes you a while to get you, your fitness levels for match games. Up to up to scratch, but yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic to get back. Right I
2: mean, was that was the lead? Was it a case of it quite
0: the same? It was always something you were keeping your eye on. No, it, the first the first one when I was 22. I mean, like I said I I was out for 14 months. I come back um, and I played, and i it, it was. Obviously, never going to be the same, but it never held me back. Um, I was like totally the same. I'd go into my tackles and and do what I want to do. And then I'd I'd done it all again when I was 27. Um, And obviously, the same, it was all wear and tear, and it all broke down after like five or six years. Um, And I remember the club saying, Right, we're going to pay you off. I went, what? They said, we're going to pay you off. But I have three years left of my contract, and they wanted to give me six months. And I went, you ain't got open-air pay. If you want to pay me off, you give me my three years, and we go from there. And they went, well, we're not willing to do that. I said, well, then I'm not I'm not willing to, to retire. Um, so obviously I spoke to, to John Green again, um, and obviously I went and see my surgeon, like John King. He said, listen, he said, I don't really want to do it," he said, "because you can end up a cripple." Um, so I said, "Listen, I said, is there a chance that I could play?" Again? He said, "Yeah, probably, but one in 100. So I went, "Well, that, that's fine." Um, so he said, "I know a surgeon in Alabama, in obviously America, and he said he does all the, the American footballers, baseball players, and he said obviously they suffer really bad injuries." Um, and he said, "Like go and see him." So. Oh, I said to John, John Green, listen, I want to go and see him. He went, no problem. He said we'll sort it out. So, to be honest, the club paid for my flights, and it was—I think it was like a 13-hour trip or something like that. So I said to him, like, is there any chance of upgrading like, to the club? Any chance of upgrading me? They went, yeah, if you pay for yourself. <laughs> I went, right, okay. Um, so I, I sat there with John Green um, off to Alabama because John come with me. Um, and we went and seen this surgeon and he said, yeah, he said, I, c- I could do it. He, but he said, listen, you've got a one in hundred chance of playing. I went, that's fine. That, that, that would do me. Um, and, then obviously, the two surgeons knew each other. So in the end, John King done my surgery over here. But he made me sign a consent form that if it went wrong, that I wouldn't sue him. And I wouldn't do that because at the end of the day, he put like another five or six years on my career. Um, but I signed it and he'd um, he done, he done the surgery. He so said, listen, you're going to be out for 18 months. Um, and I was I was out for 18 months. And, and that was it. i come back. After that, it was never the same because I, I could train. But for a day or two, I had to leave training alone because my knee would swell up. Um, and Obviously, West Ham wasn't happy because, obviously, they, they'd been paying me for all this time. Um, but so all I wanted to do was play football. It was, it was nothing to do with money, really. But I wasn't going to have the club take the piss out of me with, with my contract.
2: Yeah. And so, so, I mean, your career kind of ended slightly prematurely.
0: (coughs) Look, yeah, I mean, I retired in 99 um, and I knew the writing was on the wall when Harry played me like left wing back um, at Charlton. Um, I'd never been, never played left wing back in my life, not even when I was fully fit. And obviously, it's hard work, um, up and down, up and down, which I could do from a left back position, um, but never playing, um, left wing back. Um, and, and to be honest, I had a bad game, and, and I knew that day that, that was really the end of my career because Harry said to me, look, you were going to Newcastle, you're going to come up and sit on the bench. I went, you've you got no fucking chance. I said, I'm not sitting on the bench. Um, and that was it, really. That was, that was my, my time up. Um, and I said, I've, I got my, uh, my testimonial and stuff like that as well. So Let's quick, quickly touch
2: on that testimonial. I mean, it's kind of fitting for the, the way you played your career. In that There was a 17-man brawl, I think it was, on the day. Um, what are your memories of that?
0: Yeah, well, my memories were obviously Harry was manager and, uh, like, because obviously it was my testimonial. I said to Harry, look, I said, put me on with, like, 20 minutes to go um, and leave me on there till the whistle goes for the end of the game. And he didn't. He put me on and took me off. Um, Exactly. I mean, but I remember Paolo coming in and he sat there and he went, I'm really, really sorry. He went, I went, well, what's the matter? He went, I've just been sent off. I went, mate, I said, it's my testimony. I said, it's fantastic. I said, I don't care. Um, he went, no, no. So I went, mate, honestly, I said, it's absolutely fantastic. I said, don't worry about it. Um, and that was it, really. I remember South Athletic Coat, um, Bilbao. And I, they said the crowd, think they said the crowd was like 15,000, but I knew there was about 20,000 people there because certain... Parts of the stadium, owe oh, certain amounts of people. So basically, they done me out of about five thousand people. Yeah. I mean was that, Terry Brown? And- I don't. I can't. I'm, I'm just trying to think. who was. A, it was a chairman. Um, I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure. But they they done me out of about five thousand people, which is an absolute disgrace. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what was your
2: relationship like with Harry Redknapp and
0: the <laughs> Terry Brown? Well, obviously, I didn't really, then days, you didn't really know the chairman. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a case of, like, now where the chairman's in the papers and stuff. It never happened. And obviously, I knew Terry Brown, but I didn't, I had nothing to do with him um, because he was the chairman. I mean, with Harry, I mean, I still speak to Harry. Um, I still ring him in, in chat to him and stuff like that. I mean, for me, Harry was a, a fantastic manager. Um, great motivator made you feel the best player in that position i like, got well with Harry yeah I have my rage with Harry as well um, through my training and, and everything else but listen is, from, from my point of view to, to, to Harry I've got the utmost respect for him as a manager mm-hmm. um, lastly we'll just touch on your kind of international career your England career I and mean, you, you never or well, lack of it, <laughs> it. You know, that's
2: exactly it there's that old story about you on holiday
0: and you're going to you your hair I mean, it, what, what's the truth behind that is that <laughs> yes it is we were at Lineker's bar I was going downstairs he was coming upstairs um, and I, I was I was sober because I had just got in there um, and he said listen if you grow your hair I'll get you in the England side and you can imagine what I said I went are you taking the fucking piss um, and he says he never said it and he said he was drunk or whatever but believe me that 's what he said um, now I, I, you have people you have people in the England squad who were shaven headed who were wife beaters who were alcoholics, who were gamblers, drug abusers, but <laughs> because they I had a bad reputation on the football pitch they were they were never going to pick me they were never going to pick me and I remember we had about thirteen games in and I think Terry Venable I'm not sure but I think Terry Venable's might have been the manager and it was the best thirteen games basically of my career, like in a in a in a row. On the fourteenth like never going, "I oh, should play for England, Like, the papers, were going oh best left back, this, that and the other. On the fourteenth game I had a bad game. And all of a sudden it was he's not ready for England. You know what I mean? So I mean it, for me, they were never, never going to pick me to, to play for England because I, I had a row with Dave Sexton um, in the under twenty ones, nearly come to blows with him and, and everything else. So it was never going to, uh, it was never going to take off. Is it one of the, one of the regrets of your career, or do you think... No, not at all. I, listen, I all I wanted to do was play football. That's all of I. I don't care if it was um, for England or, or whatever. I just wanted to play football. Um, and then, yeah, and that's why after like the 13-game stint, that's why i come out and say, listen, I'd rather build my dog kennels than play for England. And and I would have because it, it really didn't bother me. When I was younger, yeah, of course I wanted to play for England because I think you should be patriotic and all that. But there comes a time when you think, sod this, I'm not interested anymore. And I wasn't. If they would have turned around to me and said, right, Julian, you're the only left back we've got. We need you to come. I wouldn't have went. Well, I would never have gone. Um, and that was it, really. I mean, I mean, I I'd, uh, I I'd built my dog kennels, and, <laughs> and that was it. Um,
2: last question. I mean, you, you still occasionally go down to and Park and that. What's what's the reaction like with fans? Are you always getting good reception from
0: everyone? Yeah, the fans are are absolutely fantastic. Um, and like I said, like for for eleven years of my life, they've been a big big part of my life, and they still are. Um, like I said, I go down there, and and obviously like with social media now, with obviously Facebook and in Twitter and, and everything else, is they've always they've always stuck by me. Um, yeah, I've never let them down on the pitch, but I have been sent off in in things like that, and probably. Let people down, but they, to be honest, they've always stuck by me. And I say the only reason, I say the only reason, but the reason that is, is because of the way I played. I, I did care about losing. I did care about wearing this shirt. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't just toss it off because it was another club. I loved playing at West Ham, and like I say, I did Q and A's, and people say to me, "What's the best ground you played at?" And for me, it's Upton Park because the atmosphere was absolutely electric it, and on night games you can't really explain it it, it used to be it was electric um, and it was it was the best place on earth to play football and that's the only part I miss about football is playing at Upton Park
2: um, well, I to, well last question then so I mean we're a couple of years away from uh, West Upton <coughs> Park what are
0: your feelings on, on the meeting of the stadium? Me, personally, I I would like to stay at um, Upton Park. The only good thing for me about moving is if they make it affordable for the average uh, person, the average family. So if you've got a family of four, making it affordable. I mean like 25 quid for the family of four. That's the only good thing I can see coming out of the Olympic Stadium. And people go, well, yeah, but it'll attract better players. Um, it won't attract better players. The only thing it attracts better players is money and the manager. That's the only thing it attracts players to football clubs and obviously trophies, but as you know at West Ham, we we don't win trophies very often. Um, so that, that that's that's the only good thing I can see, um, coming from Olympic Stadium. I mean, you're gonna lose all these like traditions, all the all the memories from Upton Park and they said, Well, we're gonna take the gate who gives a shit about taking the gates? For me personally, you should stay at some park and play the football because you've got a fifty-five thousand seat stadium that we're never going to fill. Never going to fill it. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, would you be tempted yourself to go down
0: to the Olympic Stadium? <laughs> the West Ham going yeah, of course, because I, 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 like I said, West Ham are a massive part of my life, um, and it's not—it's not the players, it's not the club, it's the supporters. That's what's a big part of my life because without without any supporters, there's no football club. Um, so yeah, I, I would, you know, of course I will. I would go and watch. Um, I would go and watch them at Olympic Stadium. So listen, they could be playing at Hackney Marshes, and I go and watch them.
2: Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Julian. It's just great to hear your passion feel your for the club, and I mean that's what made you an absolute legend.
0: I appreciate it. Nice one. Cheers, Julian.
2: Thank you so much.
0: No worries. All right.
2: Cheers. Bye bye. Excellent. That was Julian Dix, Twitter legend, of the Brown legend, finally, finally making a, an appearance and on the, the podcast. Tick and, him you know,
1: off. Yeah. the annoying thing about um, Adrian? Is that we're going to have to wait twenty years, aren't we? i them <laughs> Glad to get him on. <laughs> yeah. He's
2: going to how many x amount of years plus <laughs> well, another 27 year? Twenty-seven. Another percent, year of not yeah. talking to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was nice to finally get Julian Dix on this. Yes. Really interesting, interesting stuff. Thank you. you. Thank you yeah amazing well uh, we're running out of legends to selects now yeah um, let's talk about the spectre of relegation uh, as we get towards the end of this podcast um, Liam how how are you feeling about relegation is uh, it
3: still realistic uh, it's, it's realistic it? it could happen it's not mm. ruled out um, by any means but if you asked me two or three weeks ago I would have been right down there sort of right on 50% yeah. no idea whether we'd make yeah. it or not but now I'm right up towards the 70% margin I'd say really Um we're going to be fine yeah yeah no, I, I think we will we've got a decent run of games still coming up I mean mm. Norwich and Southampton we should get points from there club looks to be in good spirits Alan Lice yeah. has got the team playing again Nolan's playing again yeah. Carroll will be back in not too long he was brilliant yeah. so I think, we, I think we've got enough to, um, to see us comfortable that's interesting I asked you for a percentage at which you thought we
2: would stay up and you said 69% you've just said 70% so it's gone up 1% in the last hour. It's been a good tour. Anything happened? so optimistic. James, how are you feeling about
1: relegation? Uh, I've, I'm sticking to my guns with we'll be fine. Really? I've stuck, I've stuck with that all the, week. The for... funny
2: thing is, like we were saying, we could go 10th tomorrow. We could be more than fine. We could, be, we could even actually improve on last year's 10th. Yeah. Potentially
1: One game at a time eh? <laughs> Could we improve On last year's points That would be Really bizarre <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't it yeah. If we need? Run. What do we need Realistically I mean 40
3: is a safe one So five wins But realistically Even, I think this year 40 will we'll see it Quite comfortably yep. I mean there's a lot Of yeah. bad teams down there um, So I reckon I mean, Around the 37 38 You're going to be fine We yeah. need someone
1: To start being Cut adrift Yeah yeah. You know, And that might be Cardiff And could Fulham be, Got that annoying Point
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But
2: when we went down with a record amount of points which I think was 42 there was Sunderland who were just completely cut adrift which yeah, is why we went down I think they yeah they had, I think it was one of the worst It Mick McCarthy, wasn't it? Maybe but they had like a, a really really poor points total which meant that we went down with 42 so we don't want someone to fall apart completely still mm. need them to be nicking points here and there yeah. um, but like you say, hopefully there's going to be one team who, who does hit a really bad run
1: Well Fulham have got I mean, I've got Chelsea next and then I think they've got, I've got all the top teams mm. in the next one. So, what was that, West Ham? Well, one of them, but anyway, yeah. you know, we've got, luckily our fixtures are the right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right way around, so we need to win these next couple, or at least get points. Yeah. If we got four points for our next two matches, what we the happy yeah. days. Yeah. 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 Um, and you never know of Southampton. Yeah, true story. Um, Valentine's Day gifts. Yeah.
2: What's this? Good news,
1: him. What's that? It's just someone pointed out after the, the West Ham merchandising, which I love getting that email. Uh, Darren Williams on Twitter pointed out that you can buy the West Ham shirt for your loved one, boy or girl. Yeah. Uh, um, and you can have, <laughs> The one i have got about is Love You. You can have it printed on the back. Well, Why would you be you? Not even Love You. <laughs> just, oh, just, well, save well, you. Well, just save on the letters. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's, so, yeah, yeah, that's cheap, isn't it? Yeah. And that would. I mean. If I got bought would you wear that out? is my question. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you.
2: Have you ever seen you know there's that Twitter feed full kit wankers and yeah. someone uh, there was like a a liver like a Liverpool supporting couple and it said like it said like Sam and Ant and Ant and Sam that had oh. it on the back of their oh, shirts. shirts. I think you uh, it's not. It's not an ideal thing to do, is it? To get that sort of thing. Love you. No. Having said that, you had. You did have an ex-girlfriend who put
1: her name on on your shirt. Yes, but I, it was Sam's. You can get away with that. Uh, <laughs> she don't know, dear. Do <laughs> <laughs> It's also a boy's name It's also a boy's name So I could be called Sam
2: Hey Sam How
1: old were you at the time? I was uh, When what
3: was it? It was 10 years ago 25, 24 right. But it's still quite weird Sort of walking around With the, your first name On the back of your shirt at that Yeah age,
1: isn't it? Well Yeah, yeah. Reveil's yeah. done it yeah, it yeah
3: Yeah but Reveil's uh, sort well. of like He's got that whole character about him I mean, <laughs> It was S apostrophe
1: it. M <laughs> Sam, like Sam Sam like, <laughs> very <laughs> uh, <laughs> um very quickly i want to speak yeah. about the carol appeal can we quickly talk Yeah about yeah that? yeah because I've actually been, uh, uh, and it just makes me angry that no, but I just want to talk about because a lot of people, uh, it's a real heated discussion about should we appeal, should we yeah. not appeal. I was hundred percent behind the appeal, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I couldn't understand why you wouldn't. But some other people were furious about us appealing and thought it was really embarrassing. And also the press, were well, I mean, I was getting in a few we, Twitter articles. And just, yeah. We were talking about the see the read the uh, Mirror article yesterday. Yeah, just yeah. bizarre. Is it? Like, lacking in any facts or substance, really. And it was just like, he was attacking the chairman, calling him a mansion man and helicopter yeah. man. It just was funny, because John Cross at the Mirror said, uh, I think it's John Cross said, good, we really should have. He backed it, yeah. And then Andy Dunn at the Mirror, the Sunday Mirror, yeah. I don't know yeah. how it all works, but they were kind of like, it's, it's a disgrace. Yeah, it's a disgrace, getting me really angry. Which, I can't help thinking the FA might have been... You know, yeah, the got made to them. But also, I was arguing with a guy from the Express who really annoyed me. And here's why he annoyed it. He was going, he was saying so, it was yeah, um, I saw classless. That, yeah. so embarrassing. He said it's classless and embarrassing, and he called it tasteless desperation <laughs> that we're And I was like, that's the Express. <laughs> yeah. And the Express, every other day, have a Diana conspiracy theory on the front of their paper to sell papers. Yeah. If that's not tasteless desperation. <laughs> I don't know what is it. You've got a nerve to write for The Express and then to call something else tasteless or desperate. <laughs> so going, you trolled him, so you trolled him, it? No, not, no, no he said, no, okay. we had a discussion. We had a discussion and he was replying. Good on him for replying. What's his name? John James Dillon. He was replying, and I'm not going F you. I'm actually having a discussion about yeah. it because I, I was intrigued by why he was so angry about us. And then, then he goes, he replied to me, well, it's tasteless desperation. And I replied... It's tasteless desperation having Diana conspiracy theories yeah. on throwing paper. But that's business. And what did he say after? There was silence. Nothing. Silence. Oh He's
2: probably had a he had a Diana conspiracy theory to write up and do what not want you distracted. He yeah.
1: had in front of him. I mean don't in glass houses don't throw stones. Mm, yeah. And I get really defensive, West I mean, even if I yeah, know we might ever if we're in the wrong, which we often are, I get really defensive.
2: The, th- the thing that annoyed me as well about that Mirror article was that they brought up the, the Tevez gay and the, that relegation thing. but the, the aspect of that I thought was hypocritical was that Sheffield United took us to court and he was the whole article seemed to be about the, you know respecting the disciplinary process yeah. and like we got, we got a fine from the FA but then Sheffield United went to the
1: courts yeah.
2: so they brought that up as an example of us being bad but then that
1: there's a lot, whole frame around that. Is, there's a lot of facts in that season that are, are kind of uh, dismissed, aren't they? Like yeah, the, yeah. the Liverpool Fulham reserve team and all of that that people don't really talk about because it's like, West Ham in the wrong, West Ham are bad. But in reality, that whole season, there's grey areas all the way through it with all yeah, the teams. Yeah. So, and Sheffield and I were rubbish. I mean, they like, they beat us and still went down. They beat us 3-0, yeah. yeah. So, they so, didn't I mean, invest it's,
3: that it's money. literally... So. Money.
2: It's literally down to them It's not like Tevez scored
1: against them and
3: yeah, cost them yeah. three
1: points um, And also some Swansea Some Swansea uh, fan Joined Twitter To have a go at me this week. Only two tweets No yeah, followers yeah, yeah, yeah. Not following anyone uh, Only Thank two she, tweets we <laughs> <he>, a lizard, <laughs> yeah, lizard. <laughs> Get a life Hashtag get a life As he tweeted me at half on the Saturday morning Do you know that man? No the weird thing,
2: like, he's gone on to Twitter, Twitter. See, he's gone straight to you, and he's joined Twitter to have a go
1: at you, <laughs> said two things, and then just disappeared yeah. again. Yeah. You oh, shouldn't have pointed out. Taps to one. When that happens, I mean, I, I get, get, I get that you.
3: sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I get... So I got The other day, I got some really, like, vile guy literally just swearing his head off at me. I don't... Yeah. I can't really remember why. But then what I reckon is that they've... They disagree with what they're saying, and they have a main account. But you've probably spoken to them on that before, and they don't want to sort of ruin their identity there, so they so go and they set up a new one. one, yeah, so they can sort of remain anonymous. That's what I reckon. Really, yeah.
1: But he had a picture.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did with a with a lovely woman. But I
1: was, amused. I was just like, what? It's because I was like, my point was that I dislike Swansea now because of Chico. Yeah. I can't help it. I liked Swansea before. And now yeah. I dislike them because of him. And that was my point about it. And then he yeah. obviously joined to have a go at me about that. Um, Chigo Also, whenever people criticise Chico Flyers, please put him in the tweet. Yeah. Don't, not aggressively, but just go, you, s- say things like You're such a hypocrite. Mean, on this I mean, that I'm really about
2: You hate when people put the people on the comment and have a
1: go at No, them. I usually do. I think of Chico Floyd. If you no, Don't get really angry him, just put, oh, Chigo Flyers. At Chico Flyers 12. It's really disappointing <laughs> like his father just being really
3: disappointed not angry at
1: all just going what a shame
0: <laughs>
3: thing is he was really getting you could tell it was sort of hitting him a bit yeah. couldn't you Cause he, that, although, yeah. he did some tweets about saying um uh, this is smart West Ham fans, and then gave to the the point. So that really annoyed me. That really, <laughs> that really pissed me off. because It's just like who who are you to come out and say stuff like that when you you are in the wrong. You watch yourself yeah. like an absolute fool, yeah. and everyone knows oh, it. Oh, and interestingly, so I know we're almost done. But
1: interestingly, the FA today charged Bellamy for that elbow, but not uh Torres. To yeah, yeah who's we, yeah, we saying that a bit. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, we really sound, both were but, lashing out. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's why. You get angry and disappointed about the whole Andy Carroll thing. We should 100% move on, but that where's the consistency? You can't charge Bellamy for that, not to I feel like, because he's kicked him. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a mm. nasty kick, but mm. he has kicked him. Yeah. And the noise player made a middle of it, but it was still a kick yeah. off the ball. A kick is a kick is a kick. And yet,
3: yeah. but Carroll, yeah, it's yeah. no no, different, no no, more or less aggressive than Carroll's, yeah. really. It's just well, just more aggressive. so. Yeah, yeah, had there, breath, breath, well, possibly. Um, yeah. There's more, more more intent there, but no, it's um it's it's weird. I can't really understand how they can justify doing that and I'm sure they'll get a lot of um and a then, lot of abuse. Yeah, and uh.
1: then you want you think, oh it's well, a big club man says so he's a small club Cardiff. Yeah. You just think where's the balance there?
2: Yeah. But anyway. Um let's close on predictions. So we've got a massive game against Norwich tomorrow. This game against Norwich, I think, is kind of it will define our season
3: in many respects. Liam, what are you thinking's gonna happen? Well I think I mean I think a win would really show that we've moved on that we're putting a good run together whereas anything else would sort of keep a lot of fans sort of just wondering hold on have we really got past this state but I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a, another 2-0 victory Wow another Wow um wow. I'd like that very much another clean sheet as well uh,
2: James you said we'd get a point away at Villa yeah I did and it shattered your, your recent
1: <laughs> run of getting games right I know big
2: <laughs> shout out to the Rib man who said West Ham would win 2-0 yeah last episode, he did. so he like actually but won. he was
1: high on his own barbecue sauce <laughs> <laughs> it was off his face not on, a euphemism on Christ on a bike Uh which a lot of people uh, we've had quite a few people saying that they have been getting involved with man sources this week <laughs> not a euphemism <laughs> um uh, i really want us to win i prediction <laughs> <laughs> i, win. I d- it's a weird thing about Norwich because i've got to think about it now but i th- I'd, I'd like to think we'll do enough and we'll win 3 points huge would be amazing game. huge mm-hmm. game it'll be amazing um I predicted four points in total, so I'd still probably be happy with no, a draw. Little, a little disappointed. If we do work to lose, then we have
2: right back in the mire again. Mm. Yeah, but of course we are. We're in a much better situation. And if we win, it's. I mean, this, this is what I mean. It could go. This season could still go two ways. Is Gary Hooper fit for that game? I don't
3: know. He's always he, but. He's a kind
1: of donkey that scores.
2: Yeah,
3: always. He's always going to score against <laughs> he He's like a character a oh, hobbit. Course, yeah. um, <coughs> those two, that free thing Snugglasses from Middle yeah. Earth. Yeah. His
1: face is like a proper yoga. Um Grant Holt
2: he came off a villain, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do did you know every chance of window there's one like signing you miss and then suddenly you're watching a game and they're like, Oh, what what's oh, he doing yeah. that? will Grant Holt was my one this season when he came out. I didn't realise he wasn't at Norwich anymore. Yep, that's <laughs> another <laughs> interesting <joke. laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, excellent okay uh, Liam thank you very much for joining us yeah, cheers guys um, your Twitter is immensely popular but we'll plug it anyway Iron, Iron Views Iron Views
3: well
2: yeah 10,000 gets plenty of abuse so feel free to uh, join in with yeah views. join in oh, give, me,
3: give me some um, give me some chat uh, it's, a,
1: it's a really good account oh, I massively.
2: know
3: people don't love Twitter
1: but if you do just follow some of the good ones yeah and, that's you, you're, the good um, ones. Yeah, and you're very good
2: uh, almost goes without saying you're so good Considered Considered They're the best ones um, j- Speaking of Twitter abuse uh, Thanks for coming on You lizard
1: Yeah get, <laughs> Hashtag get a I'm off troll <laughs> That guy from Express <laughs> I've ran it a lot today And I'm yeah. really happy Really yeah. It makes a change But no I'm in a good good. I'm in a good place
2: <laughs> uh, Strange Thanks very much uh, You can follow James On Twitter At long as one uh, you follow hashtag, myself, get hashtag get a life Hashtag get a Hashtag lizard <laughs> You follow myself <laughs> Chris on Twitter CJ Skull Skull with a C you can follow Graham Howlett who's on Twitter at K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M uh, you can email the show from yeah. now on if you, if you just want to email us you can email to podcast at K-U-M-B should have really tried that at the start of the show yeah, thinking about you it you can, can do now you can do now and
1: then add it at the start it's a lot of effort welcome
2: to the episode 20 these are my podcast. podcasts you can email us uh, just feel free to send an email to podcast at kumb do no just kumb.com so used to saying that no idea. podcast at kumb.com that's how you can get in touch with the you show can fax us? Uh, oh yeah, just dial any number in and it will come to us uh, you can also go on the forum uh, at kumb.com and the KMB facebook group Excellent, thanks very much. Uh, maybe we'll be back in the normal studio next week. But yeah. I, mean, I like this. Yeah, yeah, I like this setup. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got, yeah. Yeah, excellent. Alright, we'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll get some points against Norwich.
1: Come on! you are!
2: You got sad as well, not you? Come on, you
1: are. <laughs> 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 Keep playing. <laughs> like, um...